welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. This week, we read The Bride of Dr. Franklin Stein by Genevieve St. Ives. Elizabeth, will you give us the Cliff Notes version? Sure. So most of this book takes place on Halloween night, where our two main characters have both been dragged to this party by friends. Neither wants to be there. Becky, because she's afraid someone will recognize her. There was a video taken of her when she was left at the altar, and it got millions of hits on YouTube. She's known as the crying bride, and she's terrified someone's going to recognize her. Franklin, meanwhile, um, fell in a vat of dye and is completely green, (laughs) and it's permanent. (laughs) And he's convinced that no woman could ever want to be with him because he's green, and so he doesn't want to go and draw attention to himself at this party. But they're both convinced to go, and they meet, and they fall in love. So, judging by the cover, Zoe, you picked this book. What stood out to you first? Well, the cover. <laughs> well, I don't know, actually. Was it the cover or the title? Because the title is The Bride of Dr. Franklin Stein, which is just... Pretty funny. Yeah. But the cover is also fantastic. It is. It has... Uh, it's just a drawing, art style, whatever, of Frankenstein's monster holding... Uh, the bride. The bride. Yeah. Very stylized bride in front of um, orangey background with... Um, silhouettes of trees and jack-o'-lanterns in a creepy-looking house. very Halloween-y kind yeah, of Yeah, it definitely tells art. you it's at Halloween. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the cover's great. Title's great. The description was fantastic. Yes, it was. Laugh out loud funny. The Flaming Pumpkin. I was so excited to read this book. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I then- feel like we should just say it right out front. How disappointed yes. we were after that amazing description, the entertaining title and cover art. Boy, the book did not live up to our expectations. It really didn't. So sad. So we'll go ahead and meet the cast. We've already heard a little bit about our main characters. Uh, Becky is our heroine. As Elizabeth told us, she was filmed on a cell phone camera at the altar, uh, having been left hanging by her former fiancé. Who texted her to break up with her. I mean, it was a pretty tragic story. It's pretty awful. Just awful. Mm -hmm. And she just loses it. Pretty understandably so. Yeah. And, um... Internet trolls and horrible people, you know, make her life pretty miserable for a while. So she becomes a hermit and just lives in her apartment and never, ever, ever leaves until her sister, Dawn, Mm -hmm. shows up one day. And And actually, Dawn's is the first perspective we see. Yes. Yes. Which I thought was an interesting choice because I definitely thought, having read the description, I knew Becky was supposed to be Mm -hmm. our heroine. Yep. But because we get Dawn's point of view first, I was like, why don't we follow this character? Why isn't Uh she the main character? Yep. Yeah, well, I was was like, maybe I misread the main character's name because Dawn is talking and Dawn is doing this stuff and like, Dawn is the heroine? And then Becky shows up, or rather Dawn busts into Becky's apartment. Yes. And you're like, oh, 
Okay. Oh. <laughs> that was a little weird. Here we go. Not yeah. bad, but weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it gave us an introduction to Becky mm-hmm. through Dawn's eyes, but that almost... I mean, it makes you feel sorry for her because of this story and you're seeing her apartment where she's clearly been depressed and eating takeout. Mm -hmm. And But you're also, since you're getting it from Dawn's perspective, you feel her frustration and Before you feel sorry for Becky. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. tiredness of the situation. And that's kind of indicative of the way the whole book was written. It's just like you're watching these people move through Mm -hmm. their day. Well, hearing them tell you, what they're thinking and what they're doing. But you're not seeing evidence of it. Yeah. yeah. There's right. a lot of dialogue and a lot of inner thoughts. Mm-hmm. So they'll oh, say yeah. things. A lot of dialogue and a lot of exposition. Yeah. Just what their surroundings look like. But anyway, back to the cast. Yes. Franklin, I thought, could have been a really great character. He could have been so good. He was really sweet. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of potential there. Yep. And I mean, he fell in a vat of dye rescuing... A kid from falling into the bat of dye. Physics-wise, I was trying to picture how this works. So apparently this kid gets up on a catwalk that overlooks these vats of dye. Mm-hmm. Kid falls. <clears throat> Franklin is somewhere below the catwalk. No, my impression was that he was up there too and like grabbed the kid and flung him into his father's arms and... Tipped over, over the edge. Okay, overbalanced. That makes more sense to me then. Because <clears throat> yeah. the way it was described, I thought he was like at a slightly lower ledge and grabbed him out of thin air and threw him and just didn't make much mm-hmm. sense. Franklin is also very, very tall. Yes. So in addition <laughs> to being just completely green, he's very tall. So he stands out in a crowd for sure. And the vat of dye, I think, is a great example of... Our biggest problem with this book was show, don't tell. Like, we have a lot of exposition. We have a lot of our characters talking. We're not seeing what they're thinking. We're not seeing... We're not seeing them act out these things that they're telling us they're feeling. feeling, I feel like if we had started with the scene where Franklin rescues the kid, falls into the vat of dye, and then finds out he's permanently died for the rest (laughs) of his life, I felt that would have had more impact than hearing it related secondhand Mm -hmm. In Agreed. a conversation. Well, and the same goes with Becky left at the altar. Right, Not yeah. that we want to see that, but just hearing it secondhand, but also through the lens of VidTube. Is that what yep. the yeah. generic name for YouTube was in the book? <clears throat> it could have hit you harder in the feels mm-hmm. if it had been told yeah. from a different perspective. Because these were both great backstory setups, uh-huh. right? You yep. know, really good concept. I just felt like it could have been executed a little bit better. Absolutely. Yep. Um, there are a few other characters. There's Leanne, who was the hostess of the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Becky and Don's cousin, mm-hmm. also the mother of the child who got rescued. That's so right. she's the connection that brings them both to the party. Yes. And then there's Franklin's ex. I, I couldn't remember her name. Is Julia. It Julia. 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 Just a horrible person. Yeah. Yep. She's on the board for this company that Franklin works for, creating this permanent dye. And after he gets turned green, she breaks up with him because... Because no woman wants to marry a green man. And also the stock in the company will drop uh-huh. if anybody finds out that this dye is that permanent, that it basically tattoos your skin green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely character. Okay. Um, and Tom. Tom was probably the best secondary character. He was t- Franklin's friend and colleague. Yep. And the voice of reason. Like, the only voice the of re- only real one. reason uh-huh. in the book. Well, I think that was my biggest problem with Dawn, because she starts out as a pretty great character, 
But then she just ditches Becky at the party. Yeah, that was not cool. She just drops her there because she, A, she knew she wouldn't go if Don wasn't going to be there. B, she has to go kiss her boss's butt to try to get a promotion. At a different Halloween party. Yep. It just leaves her there and then we never hear from her again. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of meh. Yeah. It was clearly a setup to get her alone at the party, but it didn't really fit with the Dawn we saw in chapter one who was there to help out her sister right. and cry her out of her apartment and get her living her life again. Exactly. Let's talk about sex. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, there was no sex. But not even, did they even kiss? There was one kiss. There was one kiss and supposedly it was this magical experience and they knew they fell in love, but it was the most boring description of a kiss I think I've ever read. Well, considering I don't even remember it, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And while I thought both of our characters got along well, I wasn't really feeling the chemistry. I was not no. convinced. Like, not they're even hanging out all of Halloween night. Yep. And I do believe that they were friendly. I was like, oh, Absolutely. this is two new friends meeting and yep. clicking and having a good time. Yeah, they get each other. Well, but like, I didn't, The they didn't sell me on the romance. I mean, it was this little. magical night that convinced them both that we're meant to be together. Yeah, they both kept, well, especially Becky, Becky. kept saying things like, we have this connection and uh, uh-huh. I feel like we could really have a good romance if we keep going and all sorts of unfounded things Yeah, based on what we've seen. It just made her seem really annoying and clingy. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to apply those words to real women, but that they were so unfounded, as you said, Mm -hmm. Zoe, that it just... They weren't unfounded to her. Well, to her, and Franklin did agree that they had this connection and everything, but you just don't see it enacted. At it's, all. It's yeah. only in their words. And you're like, did you have a great connection? Because I didn't catch we that. Didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even get really great conversation at the party. Yeah. To, we did get that mm-hmm. flaming pumpkin. The we flaming pumpkin. Yeah, we did get the flaming pumpkin. It lasted for all of four seconds. Yeah. And I was like, that's it? That's the flaming pumpkin? Yeah, I wanted at least a so little hard. more about disaster that they overcame together right. or something. Uh, something. Yeah. But no. No. Yeah, so this didn't show up on the heat scale the at all. The steaminess scale, not even no. a little bit. It didn't even... So, you know, our steaminess scale starts at tepid bath and goes up to boil a lobster, and it's all related to the heat of your bath water. It didn't even make it to the bathroom, this yeah. one. <laughs> we didn't get there. So I will say the author, I she has several other works, and they're all rated on a heat scale. Oh, yeah? But, like, spicy, hot... And this one was rated sweet. Okay. Okay. So there's that. But it didn't even get to that point to me. As we yeah. said, there... Well, there wasn't really enough romance in it. Right. For right. me. They seemed friendly. Mm-hmm. They said there was a connection, but we didn't feel it. Yep. <laughs> Happily Ever After. How about the ending, y'all? It did have a happily ever after, kind of, exactly a year later. Yes. Yes. After they, you know, most of it takes place on Halloween night, but they meet up again later. They decide they're going to do a relationship. 
Then we fast forward to a year later. Halloween, they're getting married. She's wearing a green dress to match the <laughs> green chair group. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, holding a bouquet of corn. Yep. Ears of corn. <laughs> which... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, very stylized wedding. Yeah. Uh, only the, their close personal friends. In the conference room of the lab where Franklin works, because of course they still don't want it getting out to the general public that he has been dyed green. And I didn't like that because yeah, me neither. I mean, a big issue for both of the characters was putting themselves out there. Yep. You know, she was afraid of people judging her because she was the crying bride, and he was afraid of people judging him because of his skin. Yep. And I felt it would have been more meaningful to have like some kind of public wedding or at least Something, like out right. beyond this also, conference room. There is such a thing as makeup. That's very true. Stage yes. makeup is some pretty thick stuff. It'll yeah. cover a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of things on your skin. So they get married. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, so I don't know if they mentioned future kids or anything like that, but I was like, if they have kids. What are they going to do? <laughs> How are they going to explain this green father <laughs> to their children? Yeah, and to teachers and doctors and, you know, just... Is he just going to be absentee? This is, is going to be a continuing problem. You can't just solve it with a marriage. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, marriage doesn't really solve problems. It uh, <laughs> brings them to the forefront. <laughs> Makes you really face them. I also... So we talked about the cool cover. Nowhere did... Frankenstein enter into the picture. Like, with his name being Franklin Franklin. Stein, Uh I was expecting more of a stronger reference or callback to the story. And it, aside from, you know, a comment about how, oh, you must have been teased horribly as a kid, you know, it never really came into play. I was like, you had this brilliant, clever pun. Like, (laughs) you could have done something. Oh, that's... and move on to author's notes. Uh, I feel like this is our big section. This is where we're going to have most of our discussion here. Zoe, go ahead. Uh, Well, okay. What I was going to say is that the puns were plentiful. Plentiful. And corny. Just okay. Yeah. Some of them were great. Most of them were corny. (laughs) Which, you know, that might be what you're looking for in a pun. With a better story... It probably, they probably would have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more development with the characters instead of just being told that they're corny characters. Get, getting the feel for them before you're just thrown into these mm-hmm. corny little yeah. situations. Yeah. I forgot to mention one thing. <gasps> Let's rewind back to meet the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the blurb, Becky was described as being awkward. Oh, yeah. And she's not, no. actually. No. She's actually pretty well-spoken for this world. Uh, and yeah. not afraid to talk to people once she's unafraid of being recognized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, none of the awkwardness I expected, which was great. Yeah, yes. that was a relief. Because we didn't need more awkward. No. Yeah. In this book or any. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that seems to be a theme in the books that we're picking, that the heroine is awkward, and I was really glad this one turned out not to be. Okay, now we can go back to author's notes. We already mentioned, uh... The corny puns. The corny puns. Franklin Stein. 
That's right. His name it was referenced once. He he introduces himself to Becky as Dr. Franklin Stein. And she goes, for real? You must have been teased horribly as a kid. And then like covers her face in shame. <laughs> and says, I can't believe I said that out loud. And it's just like, what? Ha ha ha. Overall, I found the writing a little didactic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just kind of juvenile. Well, she would say, she'd give you a perfectly good opening of a sentence, and then it could have stopped, but it kept going. Oh, that's interesting because I found most of her sentences very short. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. they were short sentences for the most part. Okay, so I have a couple of examples. Okay. Quotes where I found that everything that followed the first statement was unnecessary explanation. So the first one was from page 29 of 60 on my phone. I don't know how accurate <laughs> that is. At 47-ish percent, the iron band caging her ribs disappeared. That's what we need. Uh-huh. Allowing her lungs to expand and contract. She could breathe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I especially didn't need the allowing her lungs to expand and contract. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's... If an iron band caging your ribs disappear, that's the... And then you can breathe. Automatic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So there were a lot of that kind of sentence Mm -hmm. or phrasing. There were definitely some incorrect words. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aberration, I think, instead of abhorrent, I believe is what was... There were a couple that I highlighted and... Yeah, I guess not that important which words were used and should have been. Um, but there was also one spot it stands out in my mind. She said something dropped out the sky. Oh, yeah. And I was like, out of the sky. Of the. Of the. <laughs> what, is that? what is that quote? Murder by death. <laughs> is the. Is the. Why can't a man with your brilliance or whatever uses prepositions and articles? <laughs> yes. We got the left at the altar story relayed to us multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I felt it got repetitive because so there wasn't really repetitive. a new... There wasn't a need to hear it again. No. You know, we weren't getting new information. And my first thought, frankly, the first time we heard this story is that her ex texts her at the altar. Mm -hmm. And my first thought is, why the heck do you have your phone at the altar? Well, no, she was actually She's left at the altar as the expression, but she wasn't at the altar. I understand. It was explained later because I'm picturing her in front of all of the guests, Mm -hmm. you know, Checking her phone, getting this message, having a breakdown, because that's how it's described, that she has this breakdown in front of all the guests at her wedding. Turns out, we find towards the end of the book, she is waiting like in the front of the church before she walks to the altar, mm-hmm. worried about her ex because he hasn't shown up. So she's checking her phone. He texts her this nonsense, and somehow she loses it and wanders into the church in front of everyone and just has a meltdown. Uh-huh. I wanted to be like, where was Dawn then? Yeah. Where was your sister when you needed her most? Like, Where was the wedding planner to shut the doors and be like, no, don't go in there. any other wedding, there would have been about 14 other humans at least ushering this woman out into Uh privacy. And I get that that's where the whole premise of the book comes along, but it was too much. Yeah. Well, that was exciting. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, good concepts. We could have had better execution. Absolutely. It's a really short read. It is very short. It is. I would have classified it as a novella and not a novel. I feel like it wasn't quite long enough. It took Mm -hmm. maybe an hour to read. I might even call this just a short story. 
It's a little longer than a short story. Okay. I, I don't really know what the definition it's would be. It's somewhere between a short story and a novella. <laughs> that would be a novelette. Oh, oh, there we have it. It's a novelette. Look at our English major over there. How nice. Okay. Um, I Frankly, I would not read any more from this author. No, not based on this book. Nope. Maybe if we'd started with one that was on a different level of the steamy scale that she had. Yeah, maybe if it was a and, spicy one. Yeah, but I don't know if it had the same didactic writing problem. Right, then. well, that's what I run into, is that if it's the same writing style, I just have no interest in reading it. But mm-hmm, if yeah. she gave herself more time over the course of a full novel, maybe yeah. she would fix some of those issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably won't take the time to find out. move on to the next chapter. What are we reading next week? Perfect for You, a Laurel Heights novel, book one, by Kathia and Kate Perry. Freya Godwin's muse has gone MIA, with Freya just hired to redesign the top adult website company in the country. Her creativity couldn't have chosen a worse time to disappear. Determined to get her sexy back, Freya puts an ad online, hoping to find the right man to inspire her. Wait, 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 an ad for what? (laughs) Unfortunately, all roads point back to her upstairs neighbor, Greg Cavanaugh. He's everything she doesn't want, a playboy and a scumbag lawyer. (laughs) Except if he's so wrong for her, why does being with him make her believe anything is possible? Okay. Sounds like fun. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.